Welcome back to Held and Healed. This podcast is a resource filled with resources to help you on your healing journey. As you can tell by the date of the last podcast, it has been a while since I've recorded. And so I wanted to jump on this morning and do a short episode just to welcome you into 2024 and to tell you a little bit about my one word for the year. So since 2006, I've been choosing one word to focus on for that year. I don't do resolutions. I don't really do a lot of goals. I simply choose a word that focuses on an area of my life that I want to grow in, that I want to heal in, and then I make that kind of my focus. I look up verses, songs, uh, quotes, anything that goes along with that particular word. And so the word that I chose for myself for 2024 is gentle. Now, let me explain. (laughs) Because when I said this to a friend, she immediately started laughing. And I was like, no, 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 I don't think that 2024 is going to be gentle. I I'm quite certain that there's going to be a lot of really big, big challenges in 2024. But the word gentle is for me to apply to myself. I'm going to treat myself with gentleness, with kindness, with compassion. Oh, that makes so much more sense. So what does that look like exactly? Something that I have started doing probably for the last year, maybe year and a half or longer, is I've started to make a shift in my mind. If I wouldn't say that to a good, loving, safe, trusted friend, then I shouldn't say it to myself. Wow. What a concept. So on the days when we're struggling and we begin to kind of beat ourselves up a little bit and we speak things over ourselves that are unkind, probably untrue, this is something that is making quite a change in how I feel about myself. So if I wouldn't say that to one of my dearest, closest, trusted friends, I won't say it to myself. Now, have I gotten this down to a science? Do I have this down pat? Of course not. This is taking a lifetime of very, very bad self-treatment, okay? And lack of kindness, lack of respect, lack of compassion, lack of gentleness with myself. This is coming after almost 50 years of having other people treat me very, very unkindly. And so often the way that we are treated as a child, the way that we're treated in our homes, in our churches, in our family systems becomes our inner voice. And I want to change that. I want to change that not just for myself, but I want to change that for my children, for my grandchildren, for the generations to come. And I want to be a chain breaker and a transitional person in my bloodline that says enough is enough. So maybe you will be the first person in your life who speaks kindness, tenderness, affirmation, um, compassion, gentleness over yourself, but be that person. Be the person that you needed when you were younger. Be that for yourself. Be that for others. So there are times when it's appropriate to do this out loud. So if you're alone, if you're driving down the road in the car, if you are just hanging out at your house and some intrusive, unkind thought comes across your mind about yourself, 
flip it and speak kindness, gentleness, compassion over yourself. Do I think that this is going to be an easy year? No, I do not. I personally have some challenges that are looming and are just quite burdensome. (laughs) Do I think this is going to be a gentle year for our country, for our world? Nope, I don't. Even something as basic as being in the middle of the winter right now, and we are having a more, for us, a more severe winter than we've had in a while, and it presents so many challenges when you wake up and there is snow or ice outside, and you have to rethink your plans for the day. I have people that I love that have to work in this, and they have to clean this up. Um, I myself mess have messed up my back multiple times just doing a simple thing like sweeping a sidewalk or the front stoop or my van like it's not something that we're really accustomed to and I don't have the physical strength to clean up even small amounts of this and so to have the sky opening up and sending the white stuff down or the icy stuff down every other day is challenging so I'm, I'm being gentle with myself as I open up the door and I see like a fresh layer of snow. Yes, can it be beautiful? Absolutely. Can it be magical? Absolutely. But it can also make a lot of work for people and it can also be very dangerous for people. So, you know, what is a blessing to some, it may be an absolute burden to other people. So be gentle. Be gentle in our approach to ourselves. Be gentle in our approach to other people. You know, what we might get excited about a snow day may mean that somebody else's workload is tripled or quadrupled or someone else has to drive to work in these conditions that makes it dangerous and they may putting their uh, their life or their vehicle on the line and the financial strain that that causes for people it's just there's just a lot to navigate in the world Um, this is a year when politics are going to be brutal it's an election year and I don't know about you but the last four years have been hard. I'm not saying that years before that were easy. I'm not saying that at all. But if you live in this world and have been untouched and not traumatized by the last four years, I don't know. I don't know how you're doing it. It has been hard. And I don't speak about these things often because I know that the things that have happened in the last four years have been very divisive and people come out at different places and have different opinions but what I can say personally is it's a lot it's just a lot and fear and isolation and the unknown has caused so much harm on top of a virus that has just wrecked our world and regardless of your opinions of where it came from where it's going what it is what it's not to vax or not to vax regardless of all that we have been affected deeply in the last four years and I can't think of a single person on planet earth that has not dealt with fear anxiety physical disease um the loss of someone they love or care about, um, fear of the unknown, uh, lack of trust of, you know, who do we believe? Who do we listen to? Like there has just been so many layers, economic strain, like no other time. 
in my lifetime. The cost of living right now, the cost of of trying to keep a roof over your head and food on your table. And then you enter in, you know, the dynamic of so many of us are survivors. And so many of us have been separated or gone through divorces and things of that nature during this time. Can we just take a moment, just a moment, take a deep breath in and a deep breath out and celebrate in this moment the fact that you're still standing. There is so much there to celebrate that you haven't given up. You haven't thrown in the towel. You haven't said, screw this, I'm done. You still have breath in your lungs. You still have blood pumping through your veins. You are still here, dear one. And I celebrate you. I celebrate you. There have been so many things that have come at you in the last four years, in the last decade, in the last 20 years. And you haven't given up. Now, when I say you haven't given up, that doesn't mean you haven't taken a day, a month, a year to crawl into a hole and hide. It's okay if you had to do that. That's not giving up. That's hibernation. That's self-preservation. I don't believe that's giving up. You are still here. And I celebrate you. I marvel at the strength that it takes to simply put one foot in front of the other in this world that we live in right now. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this exercise right now of self-compassion and self-gentleness and kindness. Heather, I celebrate the fact that you have survived the last 50 years of life. You are a warrior. You have been a warrior since you were a child. You have fought battles that no human being should have to fight. You have survived wars of the body, the mind, the spirit, the heart that no person should ever, ever have to fight. You have kept a gentle heart and a compassionate heart towards the world around you. You have not allowed these things to make you hard. You have done the very best you could to Protect yourself, your kids, and other people from harmful people and circumstances and situations. You've gotten out of bed on days when you wanted to just stay in bed. And other days you've stayed in bed because you knew that's what your body needed. And I celebrate that. You're fierce, you're tenacious, you're strong, you're bold, you're brave. And I see you and I celebrate you. You know what? That didn't even feel weird. That did not even feel weird. Which tells me that this is starting to get inside of me. This is starting to be real. I'm starting to believe these things. When I started this journey... (laughs) When I started speaking kindness, goodness, gentleness, compassion over myself, it felt so weird. I may have been tempted to think, oh, this is narcissistic and this is selfish. If you, like me, have been around narcissistic people most of your life, you have probably asked yourself a thousand times, 
am I a narcissist too? Anybody else? Raise your hands out there. (laughs) Have you asked yourself that? I have probably asked 20 or more close friends, therapists, counselors, coaches, type people in my life that know me. Am I a narcissist? I've asked that many times. And every single time the response is met with laughter. And no, Heather, you're not. But when you grow up around that and you see that at every turn, at home, at church, you start to think, well, those people are blind to it. I must be blind to it as well. So I've asked that question. Most narcissists, first of all, don't self-reflect and ask, am I a narcissist? They don't care. Some of them wear it like a badge, right, of honor, and they're proud of it. I am probably the opposite um, being of an, an empath, being a highly sensitive person. And so what I have learned is that narcissism and becoming a narcissist and becoming an empath, they both can begin with a childhood wounding and they just take very different paths. One becomes all about me and one becomes all about others and neither one left unchecked, left unhealed is healthy. Do we need to have a certain amount of self-care and self-compassion, self-preservation to stay alive in this world? 100% yes. Do we need to have an awareness and a compassion towards other human beings and humanity? Absolutely. But when one becomes strongly, strongly overpowering, it's not healthy. And so I am learning to give to myself what I so generously have been willing to pour out to other people for most of my life. So 2024 It's a year of gentleness and compassion and kindness towards me, towards myself. How does that manifest itself? How does that present itself? How does that play out? So here we are, I think three weeks into the first month of the year, and I have spent a lot of time resting. I just came through one of the hardest years that I have been through in a long time. And I'm telling you, I've been through some hard years. And 2023 was cruel. It was cruel. So many things that I cannot talk about publicly. I had a lot of loss in 2023. Um, Some of you may have watched my journey unfold Um, back in August. I lost my fur baby, my best my best fur baby, my, my best friend, my closest companion for almost 12 years. She was beside me, literally by my side, through the hell of being bedridden with a terrifying virus and losing my health, through getting separated, prematurely empty nesting, divorced, DV by proxy, losing my faith community, losing what little bit of support I had in my family system, She was there. She was there for all of it. So losing her was losing comfort and companionship and just so much that she gave to me. I do have another sweet fur baby and she is a blessing. She is a gift. But the bond that I had with my Bailey 
was just unlike any other pet that I've ever had. And she was there. She just had deep empathy. She would come and be near me and cuddle me when she knew I was upset. She would lick my tears. My other dog is really freaked out and traumatized by emotion. And so she kind of like runs and hides when I'm emotional. But Bailey entered it and she came and she sat with me and she held space with me. When most people in my life walked away, she was there. I had so many things in my personal life happen, so much loss, so much grief. (laughs) And so 2023 needed to just go. It needed to pick up, pack its bags, pick them up and get out. And I am so grateful for the clean slate that a new year can be. But I know that we bring all of the challenges and all of the unhealed traumas and all of the things that we haven't dealt with yet. We do carry that into the new year, but I'm doing so with a gentleness. I'm doing so with, okay, Heather, yeah, you have X, Y, Z that has to be done this month. So let's make that the focus. And if these other things that are not absolutely emergencies are left for another month or two, the world isn't going to end. So right now I'm laying in my room which still has Christmas wrapping supplies. It still has piles of paperwork that I need to go through. My room right now is not is not the way that I want it to be. It's not my happy oasis. It's not clean. But I've let it go because there were other more pressing issues. And I have let myself just go to my living room to lay down to rest because right now it is clean. And it is pleasing to my eye. And I just come to my bedroom when it's dark and I don't have to see the messes for right now. So that's one way that I'm practicing self-compassion. I am surrounding myself with the good and safe people in my life. And right now, because I'm trying to not expose people that I love to germs from outside, because there's so much going around again, I am choosing to do sort of a partial isolation. I go out for, you know, to run errands. I go out to do my grocery pickup. And I may meet up with friends once or twice a month. But I'm not out and about around a lot of people right now. Because I want to protect my loved ones. And I don't want to carry something back um, that could, you know, could harm them. And so what I'm doing is I'm setting up Zoom calls. And I know some of you are like, oh, Zoom, no thank you. But you know what? That connection on a screen during the winter months when it may not be safe to to travel to and fro is so much better than no connection. And if they're your people, it's still going to do your heart good to see their faces and hear their voices. So don't, I know a lot of meetings and a lot of stuff has been done on Zoom over the last four years, but don't let that keep you from reaching out to your people who are far away. Some of us have closer community online than we do in person, which is sad, but it is a reality for a lot of us. And in our survivor communities, we have met some people that are just dear, dear friends. And maybe we don't have the funds or the resources to go visit each other, but we can still leave voice messages, do Zooms, FaceTimes, because seeing someone's face, hearing their voice, so much richer, so much richer than just a text. Am I grateful for text communication when we need it in a bind, in a pinch? Absolutely. But 
it's just so much richer to hear their voices, to see their faces. So a couple things that I'm doing right now already, and I'll probably pop in throughout the year and share with you more what this gentleness towards myself looks like, is I'm giving myself grace to let things go and let things be. I am setting up time with my loved ones on Zoom or in person on occasion. I am dealing with the most pressing and most urgent things and then I'm pacing myself and putting other things on the back burner for another day. I am getting back into taking my supplements. That is something that I kind of just threw my hands up and said, okay, this isn't working. It's not really helping. I don't feel any better. What's the point? But I recently had a bunch of testing done and I have a goal certain things that I want to target, certain things that I want to work on. And so I have made a plan. Be your own advocate, by the way. Um, If you are like me and you have been dealing with years and years of chronic health and you've maybe bopped around to different health providers, healthcare providers, be your own advocate. Speak up. So when I had all this testing done, the plan, the proposed plan was 25 different supplements. And it was going to be swallowing almost 50 pills a day. And I said, no, no, and no. That's not happening. I know my body. I know my budget. It's not doable. It is not. So then I prioritized. I talked to a dear friend who has done functional medicine. And she's also had her own healing journey. And we talked about if my nervous system is absolutely fried and unwell, I can do all the things. And I've done all the things. I've swallowed the pills. I've done the diets. I've done the stem cells. I've done all the things. I've been on this journey for eight years doing some really radical stuff. But we talked about how especially the last year has been on my nervous system. And I've actually gone backwards in my healing instead of forwards, which is not what we want at this point in the game. And so she said, Heather, I strongly encourage you to look into a program for helping you to retrain and rewire your brain and prioritize. I decided seven supplements. Prioritize the supplements that you think you can manage. Do the brain retraining, and I'm adding a lot of somatic exercises and stretching of my body. And see how you feel in three months. So that is what I've chosen. Instead of 50 pills a day, which I know I can't do and I know I can't afford. And speak up for yourself in these settings. You are the expert on your body and you're the expert on your health, not someone who just met you and ran a bunch of tests on you. She said there was nothing super surprising about my test results. She would expect those results for someone who's been through what I've been through. And that even the plan was a pretty common plan. She wasn't even surprised by that. But I also knew that my body could not do that. So I am offering myself compassion and gentleness in my approach to my health. And I'm doing 15 minutes of stretching a day, not three or four hours of a really heavy, um, heavy, high impact workout that my body cannot take. I am looking forward this year and planning times with the people that I love. This is the year that I turned 50. Hello, I can't believe that. I'm planning my own birthday party, you guys. I am because I want to be with the people that I love. And so I'm planning a very simple get-together outdoors. There will be a fire pit. Hopefully there will be some acoustic music, guitars, vocals, just my favorite, all my favorite things in one place, and tacos. 
I'm planning that for myself. I have some events that are coming up this year that are going to be very challenging to face. And I'm going into that with a team of people. I have actually reached out to a team of pastors that I love and trust. They're not local, unfortunately. These are people that I have found through the years online. And therapists, coaches, people of that nature. And I've developed a team of people on top of several dear friends that I've been doing this with for years, okay? And I call this my Purple Heart Club. So when I am feeling overwhelmed and I feel like life is pulling me under and I cannot breathe, I just shoot a message. Sometimes it will just be a purple heart that means pray and pray now and I can't talk. Sometimes it will be a sentence or two that says, this is what I'm facing, please pray. Sometimes I will get back to them with an update. Sometimes I won't. But these are people who are not going to press and pry. They're just going to pray. And I know that. And I trust that. And I cannot tell you how amazing it feels to know that I can reach out and know that within minutes there's a whole team of people that are going to be behind me praying. And they're the type of people that when they say they're going to pray, I know they mean it. They're not just going to say it. That is a gift. That is one way that I'm offering myself gentleness and compassion this year. And there was something that I was facing last week. I've actually been facing this for months. And I used the term ragey. And I told them just the basics of what I was facing And I said, I feel so ragey. And it was so refreshing, healing, comforting to have a pastor who loves God, who loves God's word, who understands trauma, who understands abuse, say, rage is a very appropriate response to what you're experiencing. Instead of, oh, Heather, you just shouldn't, and that's a sin, and that's sinful, and that's not trusting, and you're going to become bitter, da 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 This pastor said to me, rage is a very appropriate response to what you're feeling right now. I just felt like I could breathe. I just felt like I could breathe. Thank you, God, for understanding everything that we face and the complexities and the interwoven this part of our life and that part of our life all coming together into this crazy web thank you father that you do not judge or condemn us for having emotions that you do not judge or condemn us for feeling overwhelmed that you do not judge or condemn us for being weary you say come to me you who are weary and heavy laden and i will give you rest He does not say, put all your pieces together, be perfect, have the right words, have the right responses, say that everything is great when it's not, and then I'll take care of you. He says, come as you are, and I will give you rest. And so I want to come to him, I want to come to myself, and I want to come to others with an authentic approach, with the, I am exhausted, I am weary, I am heavy laden, I am burdened, I am depressed. I am spent. And just be welcomed with compassion and grace. Another area of gentleness is in 
textures and things that I feel with my, with my hands and just wearing clothing that feels comfortable. There's enough things right now in life that are uncomfortable. So when I have the choice to be comfortable, I'm going to. So I have right now four pairs of very, very comfortable soft fleece pajamas. I rotate those when I'm at home. I'm in pajamas and warm fuzzy socks almost all the time at home during the winter. Why not? And when I go out and about, I have these soft velour tops and these super comfortable stretchy leggings and sneakers that are comfortable and that's pretty much all that I leave my house in in the winter. Blankets that are comfortable and cozy and have a little bit of weight to them. Don't stress your body out and your nervous system out on things that don't matter. Be comfortable. If you have a job where you have flexibility in what you can wear, be comfortable. Don't wear something just because you think it's expected of you. Wear things that make you feel good, make you feel safe, and make you feel comforted. I am at a point in my life where I just, I'm not going to worry about making other people feel comfortable over my own, over my own comfort. And so I do have some flexibility because I can work from home and I am at home most of the time. So I can do this. If you work in a job, a corporate job, a professional job where you have to dress up, look for things that are um, still stretchy and still feel good to you. And ladies, if you can get away from wearing heels, they're not good for you in any way, shape, or form. There's nothing about wearing heels that is healthy. It's just not good for you. So it's not good for your posture. It's not good for, it's just not, it's just not. We were not made to walk and have our feet put in those positions. So if you can get away from that, I'm looking at right now some wider toed ballet flats because the ones that like squish your feet together are not good for your feet. So I'm looking for shoes now that look more like the shape of a foot. Think about that. And if you are wearing shoes that are like crushing your feet together, that is not good for your skeletal system. It's not good for your posture. It's not good for anything. So look for shoes that look more like the shape of your foot. If you were part of our online rest, reset, regulate, um, event that we did last year, we talked about this a lot. We talked about creating comfortable spaces, clothing, and just elements in our lives of comfort. And if you haven't grabbed that, you can look at the link here in the show notes and you can still get access to those videos. It was six hours of amazing content from Sarah McDougall, Coach Bren, and myself talking all about the nervous system and ways that we can rest, we can regulate, and we can reset totally valuable information for any woman, any walk of life, please grab that. For basically the price of a coaching session, you're going to get six hours, six hours of content, practical application, tips, tools, resources that you can go explore. We talked about neurodivergence and how common that is in the survivor community. It is impactful information. Please, please, please do yourself a favor and treat yourself with kindness, goodness, gentleness, compassion this year and get that content. In addition to that, I am in the middle of creating this year's event. I believe it's going to be the end of March. That is what we're shooting for. 
and we are going to talk to dear younger me. And here comes my train. Just enjoy the sound of the train with me. Dear younger me, I am partnering with some amazing women. Sarah McDougall is coming back to help with that. Megan of Mountain City Christian Counseling is helping as well as Lauren with Flourish Therapy. You guys, this is going to be an amazing event. And we're going to each take a different part of our lives and speak to ourselves as a young girl. Speak to ourselves as a teenager, a young adult. Speak to ourselves as a new mama, as a new wife. And we are going to talk about self-compassion. We're going to talk about reparenting ourselves and parentification and those of us who had to be our own parents when we were children and didn't really have the gift of nurture and safety as children. But now we're learning to give ourselves the very things that we needed when we were little girls, when we were young women. We are going to discuss um, different things like attachment and attunement, it is going to be so amazing. So that will be another online event that even if you can't attend in real, in real time, you'll have access to the content later. In addition to that, I have launched the Held and Healed Haven. So if you are familiar with me and what I do online, the Held and Healed Christian Women Rebuilding After Abuse group has grown to almost 4,000 members. It's huge. And there are people within that community that really just want a smaller, intimate place to gather. And so I have launched a monthly subscription group called the Held and Healed Haven. And for $24 a month, because we're in 2024, you will have access to exclusive content that's just for those Haven members. I will curate some of my other resources in a very concise manner there within the group. And we will have a monthly live for coaching and we will have a monthly Zoom for coaching. And we're going to focus on somatic um, exercises and give you some really practical things that you can apply for your nervous system rest, reset, regulation. We're going to talk about boundaries. We're going to talk about healthy habits and how to set smart goals that you can maintain. We're going to talk about relationships and all kinds of goodness in that group. So That link will also be in the show notes. If you're interested in joining, you can um, join or unsubscribe at any time. So you're not like locked in. You can just um, unsubscribe when it's no longer serving you or yeah. So those are some of the things that I'm bringing to you in 2024. In addition to the offering from 2023, most of what I provide inside the group and here in the podcast is free, 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 free. But occasionally I do need to charge for an offering because I have to keep groceries on the table and I need to keep my bills paid just like everybody else. So while I can provide a lot of things for free once or twice a year, I offer something that is paid. And when you contribute to that, you are helping me to keep the work going for all these thousands of women who maybe can't do the the paid offering. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. So here we are two-thirds or three-fourths of the way through the first month of 2024. How am I doing with being gentle with myself? Uh, Some days great. Some days not so great. But it's a goal. It's something that when I choose these words, they're not just for a year. Um, They're building blocks. They're foundations for years to come. Sometimes I keep a a word for a year 
for two years or even three. If I don't feel like I really got the con- concept down, I don't feel like I maybe learned what I needed to learn, the lessons, I will keep it for another year or two. I don't know if gentle will be my word for more than one year, but I know that it's my word for now. And I am going to choose to be gentle with myself. I'm going to choose to speak to myself as I would a good, loving, safe friend. I'm going to choose to look at myself through the eyes of a father in heaven who loves me. Who sees all, hears all, knows all. If he wouldn't say it to me, then I'm not going to say it to me. If my friend wouldn't say it to me, I'm not going to say it to me. And I challenge you, if you want to join me with this word, have at it more people being aware of this and helping each other and sending each other memes and quotes. I don't know who said this and I may not say this perfectly, but if your compassion does not include yourself, it's incomplete. So if you can have compassion and grace for everyone, but not for yourself, it's, there's a missing piece. There's a missing link. And I believe that as we learn to love ourselves more fully and completely, we will be able to better love others. And, you know, the verse that says, love your neighbor as yourself implies that we love ourselves. (laughs) Like, oh my gosh. And some of us need to love ourselves as we love our neighbor. We need to kind of just like remember to love and take care of ourselves. So I leave you with that today, that challenge. I'm breathing in. I'm breathing out a lot. I'm aware I'm regulating myself very often. I'm learning to take those times to take care of myself and be gentle with myself. To walk away from things that are causing me stress and distress and move towards things that are peaceful and gentle. And I pray for you, dear ones, that 2024 will be a year when you learn to be gentle with yourself. Blessings to you. I pray you will be held even as you are being healed.